Hello and welcome to episode, well, actually this is very exciting. Um, This is going to be episode zero of season two of the Millennium Pod, a Star Wars podcast by me. I'm your host, Ari. I'm very excited to get back into uh, the podcast scene here. It's been I think two months, pretty much, almost to the day since uh, since the last episode, which is kind of wild. Uh, I don't know where my time has gone. I've been very busy these last couple months, but uh, that's okay because we're back now. And um, this, at least for the start here, this next month or so, I'm going to be talking about uh, each episode of the Book of Boba Fett as it comes out. And... Um, I was going to just start, you know, this week, um, releasing every Thursday as I have done in the past, um, with, with episode one. But then I thought to myself, well, what kind of a, um, podcast person, Star Wars fan would I be if I was going to follow a TV show, but not kind of get some skin in the game, give you guys some of my predictions, my thoughts beforehand, um, which led me to the creation of this little sort of, I'm going to call it a bonus episode. That's why it's episode zero. Um, also because I kind of thought it'd be weird to make, this episode, episode one, and then have episode one of the Book of Boba Fett be like an episode two. Um, so that's why this is episode zero, all that to say. And I'm very excited. If you're here listening, I'm very excited to chat with y'all today. So I am super excited for the Book of Boba Fett. I would assume if you've clicked on a podcast episode that is talking in anticipation about the Book of Boba Fett, you are also very excited. So we can all be excited together. And um I'm largely excited for this because I have been wanting for a while more on the underground crime world of Star Wars, and I would assume um, that this show is going to deliver upon that. Um, I think it'll be really interesting to kind of follow a story that isn't about force users. And I mean, it, it might end up being, there might end up being more stuff about force users, but at least the premise to me is not going to be about the force. Um, and obviously I love the force. I love Star Wars, but I do think the galaxy is wide and it's really cool to that we are hopefully going to be seeing, um, more about different players in the galaxy. Um, namely crime lords, underground crime. And I don't think that, uh, I'm wrong to say that this is what this show is going to be about because in one of the trailers, Boba says something along the lines of, I'm no longer a bounty hunter, now I'm a crime lord. Like, we see him taking over the Hutt clan at the end of end of the Mandalorian season two. So, like, I, I, I think it's pretty likely we're going to see a lot of Star Wars crime. And um, so that's what I'm really excited for, mostly. Um, but I'm also obviously super excited to kind of dive more into the character of Boba Fett, hoping we maybe get a little bit more backstory on him. I know some people have expressed concerns like, oh, well, a lot of the appeal of Boba Fett is his mystery, and so hopefully, you know, we don't almost, like, learn too much that he's not likable anymore, which I think is, like, a totally valid concern. Um, I, I, I'm not, like, not a Boba Fett fan, but I'm not, like, a diehard Boba Fett fan, so I'm kind of, like, indifferent, but I do still think maybe a little more backstory would be kind of cool. Um, but that being said, Boba Fett has done so well throughout all the years with little to no development, um, especially on screen. Because, I mean, really, until the Clone Wars, and even then, we don't get, like, a lot about him. Like, he has four lines of dialogue in the original trilogy. He was, like, first introduced in, in the 1978 holiday special, which not everyone would have seen. Um, and, like, so we don't we don't have a lot about him. And I know there was tons of, like, legends, comics, and books about him, um, which I think would add a lot of the appeal for a lot of people. And if you are listening and you have, actually, um, some legends, comics, or book recommendations about Boba Fett, I would love to hear them. Um, 
because there's, I would like to start reading some more legend stuff, but there's just like so much and I don't know where to start. So if anybody listening has anything, please send it my way. I would, I would love to uh, check that out for sure. But I'm getting sidetracked all this to say, uh, I think Boba Fett, super interesting. And uh, I am excited to maybe learn a little bit more about him. And in, in learning more, maybe becoming a bigger fan of his character. I mean, like, as I said, I'm not not a fan, um, but I would I would like to love him as much as some of like the, the diehard Boba Fett fans love him. So uh, all this to say, I'm excited for a lot of aspects of this show. Um, as a side note, I'm of course excited to see more Fennec Shand. Um, but uh, yeah, so those are those are what I'm what I'm <laughs> excited for surface level. Um, there are a few things that I like want to see in this series. Um, three things specifically, uh, and I think. They're all like moderately likely, I'll say. Um, and so I've ranked them from what I think is, is the most likely to happen, uh, to the least likely to happen, even though, as I said, I feel like they could all be pretty likely things, uh, moderately likely. So without further ado, let's get into that. Um, so the first thing that I really want to see in this series and that I think is, um, the most likely is that we get a mention of like, a credit, I guess I'll say, to Leia for her role in Jabba's demise. Because for starters, that is an epic moment in Return of the Jedi. Um, the fact that she strangles him with the chain that he's using to keep her captive. Chef's kiss, wonderful, love it. Um, it makes up for the fact that George put her in a metal bikini as a sex slave. So I do, I would, I would really like, you know, some mention of Hut's lair. Um, for me, just personally. But aside from that, I do think it would make a lot of sense to to mention her because the Book of Boba Fett takes place about five years after Jabba is killed. And we know that when Jabba is killed, this creates like a huge power vacuum within the Hut clan, within the underground crime world in general. Um, like it's a big event. It means a lot. Jabba had a lot of power, a lot of control. And so when he was taken down that that would have been felt by like a lot of worlds and a lot of people. And I think, you know, five years later is is not that much later in the grand scheme of things. Like the, the effects would have still been being felt realistically. I mean, in in Bloodline, which is a wonderful book by Claudia Gray, um, I've recommended it many times on this podcast. Um, that book takes place uh six years before The Force Awakens, so like what, twenty-five-ish years after Return of the Jedi. And uh and the tape that they have of Leia killing Jabba is circulating and she gets to see it. And these people are like, you're so great. Like, you're amazing. So if, if they're still talking about Jabba's death, like 25-ish years later, they, they, they should be still talking about it five years later is what I'm, the point I'm trying to make here. And so I think it doesn't give Leia justice uh, to not mention that. Um, and I mean, obviously, with the Book of Boba Fett at least starting on Tatooine, I'm not sure if they'll go somewhere else in the series, but at least starting on Tatooine with Boba literally taking taking the throne of the Hut Clan, like, come on, it makes so much sense that we like we need a Hut Slayer mention. Is all I'm saying. I'm going to be very very disappointed if it's not at least like mentioned. Um, what would be super cool because we do know like there is there is a hollow tape of the event happening. I think that would be cool if if we see it and uh like Boba gets to see it and be like, "Whoa, 
Leia's cool, man. Um, not that killing people are cool, but the event and the circumstances were cool. Um, yeah, like that would be ultimately really cool, but just a mention, a mention is all I need, but that is the thing I most want. And the thing that I think is most likely, hopefully in episode one, the second thing that I would really like to see that I think is maybe a little less likely, and I'll explain why in a moment, is how Boba actually survived the Sarlacc. And I think it makes a lot of sense that we find out why, because this is a burning question, um, and it is a big part of his story. Like, I mean, man was dead, and then he's not. So, like, um, I do think it makes sense that they would fill in that gap. However, the reason I could see them not not filling in that gap and just kind of leaving it left unsaid is really two reasons. One, again, a lot of the appeal of Boba Fett is the air of mystery around him. And so perhaps the Star Wars, Star Wars, uh, like filmmakers, um, and creators may want to kind of preserve that air of mystery by not exactly telling us how he survived the Sarlacc, which I could accept. I mean, my curiosity outweighs, you know, the appeal of the air of mystery, but I, I could accept that. Um, and the other reason, perhaps, that we might not find out is that maybe they would have told us in The Mandalorian if they were planning to tell us. Um, so I guess we'll see about that. But I, I really I want to know because the canon explanation sucks. Um, it basically just says, oh, he just he survived. He got separated from his armor and the Jawas got it and then sold it to Cobb Vanth. Like, that's all we have. And, like, so first of all, how did he survive is what I want to know. Like, he he he, he falls into the Sarlacc pit. And second, like, how did he just get separated from his armor, um, etc.? The Legends explanation is a lot better. Um, well, in terms of, not in terms of detail, but in terms of dramatics, it's a lot better. Basically, the Legends explanation says that the Sarlacc couldn't hold on to Fett thanks to his iron will and Mandalorian armor. He fought his way out of the Sarlacc's belly. That is from Wikipedia. And I think that's kind of cool. Um, that's pretty, that's pretty tough. Like, get it, sir. <laughs> kind of reminds me of Maul surviving um, off of his anger against Kenobi, um, which again is just dramatic flair. These two, they have dramatic flair. What can we say? But, um, I think it'd be cool if that's really what happened if he was like, cause I mean, he has his scars on his head. So like, we can kind of assume that he sort of was getting digested a little. Um, <laughs> but again, I just have all, I have all these questions. Um, and I, especially when we think about the fact that Jabba, when he's sentencing Han uh, to death in the Sarlacc pit, basically, um, when Jabba's describing it, C-3PO translates it as, in the belly of the Sarlacc, you will find a new definition of pain and suffering as you are slowly digested over a thousand years, which is super dramatic and actually not an exaggeration because on Wikipedia, uh, it says that victims of the Sarlacc were injected with immobilizing neurotoxins with the purpose of extracting nutrients from them to keep them alive for at least a millennium. And these neurotoxins cause constant boiling pain. I'm not sure if that, I'm not sure, I'm not, I'm not sure if that means like you, they're actually being boiled or if the pain just feels like if you were being boiled. But anyway, it's, that's scary. Um, <laughs> and they were, they, they stayed conscious the whole time. This is what Wikipedia says uh, uh, a Sarlacc victim would, would feel. And so if, if, <laughs> 
This is why I'm so, I just, I just need to know because if Bobo did get injected with these immobilizing neurotoxins, um, was it his iron will that got him out? I don't know, but (laughs) I want to know. I really, I really do. This is, this is the question that keeps me up at night. How did he survive? And I know it's probably not that relevant, but I need, I need to know. And the last thing that I would love to see I think is the most unlikely is would be would be Kira like Han's old girlfriend leader of Crimson Dawn showing up uh somehow and there's a few reasons why I think this could happen and would make sense if it was were to happen the first is that she doesn't have a death date on Wikipedia so she's still alive somewhere um so that leads me to believe her story is not finished yet um second of all we know from comics that she really wanted Vader and Sidious to be dead so there would be room on the galactic stage for all those wanting power, i.e. her with Crimson Dawn and the other crime gangs. Um, so that makes sense. And, and the third the third reason um, I think it makes sense is because based on a War of the Bounty Hunters miniseries comic run that came out like in the last few months-ish, summer or sometime, I don't know the exact dates, um, we know that Kira and... Boba have interacted because this miniseries that I'm specifically talking about um, occurs between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Boba has Han in Carbonite. He's trying to take him to Jabba. He gets uh, intercepted, whatever. Um, Han gets stolen from him by Crimson Dawn, who is just kind of resurfacing. Um, and Kira, she holds an auction to auction off Han. All the crime lords are there. Vader shows up. It's actually like a pretty sick comic run. Um, if anybody wants to read it specifically, I will put it like the issue dates in, in the description so you can find it. Um, but essentially, this means that Boba and Kira have interacted in canon previously. And so I could see them could see her showing up as kind of like an antagonist to Boba potentially, um, especially because Crimson Dawn is just kind of in this comic and then some other another comic series called Crimson Rain kind of kind of coming out again, I guess. I don't know. That's not really the right phrase, but they're coming up in the crime world. I don't know. It just seems like they're sort of becoming a player, um, a bigger player again. And so, especially with Boba taking over the huts and kind of re-entering this crime world, um, it just makes sense. I mean, I'm assuming we're going to see crime gangs. That would make sense. Um, so, and Crimson Dawn is, is one that was active around the time of Return of the Jedi. Um, and, and, and we don't, there's no, nothing yet that's like anything that happens to them between Return of the Jedi and when the Book of Boba Fett takes place, which leads me to believe that they're still active, um, especially with the fall of the Empire, um, maybe doing some more things. So I think it's reasonable to believe that we'll see Crimson Dawn Kira is the leader, at least she was, um, at the time of this comic series, which is about five years before. Um, so yes, they, I think it's pretty likely we see Crimson Dawn. Could they make a new leader for it? Yes, they could. Um, and just be like, oh yeah, Kira died or whatever. I don't know. Um, I think she'll be at least mentioned, but I would really love to see her. I think it would make a lot of sense. Um, it would make me very happy. I think she's a very cool character. Um, yeah, I, that's 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 that and just know that if kira shows up or rather when because i'm manifesting this now when she shows up i will be insufferable for at least five to ten business days because i will be very excited
very, very excited. Um, the main reason I would want a solo too is, of course, for Alden, because I think he did an incredible job at portraying Han, but also for the possibility of seeing Kira again. So thrilled I would be. Um, but yeah, that's those are my main things. Those are my my like specific things that I would really love to see in this show. Um, as I said at the beginning, overall. Just really excited to see the underground crime world in Star Wars. Um, and, and then of course, finding out more about Boba Fett and, and also Fennec because who doesn't love Fennec? I mean, some, some people might not, but I do. Um, so yeah, I'm super excited for this show. If you couldn't tell. Um, and I'm super excited to kind of talk about it. Um, as each episode comes out, my plan is, uh, Thursdays, so the day after, basically. Um, an episode, talk about it, predict some stuff, maybe. Uh, I'm not super great at predicting things, so hopefully this this episode specifically ages well because that means all my things that I want to see happen. Um, but we'll see, we'll see how good I am. Um, but yeah, super, super thrilled. Um, thank you for listening if you are still here listening. Um, I really appreciate it. Uh, I love talking about this stuff and it's nice to know that, that people are out there somewhere, somewhere listening. Um, you can find me on social media, um, on TikTok at re.in.space and on Twitter and Instagram at millenniumpod underscore. Um, that'll be tagged in the description. I would love to hear from you. Um, even if you just want to be like, whoa, that episode was great. Send me a DM. Would love to chat. Um, but yeah, thank you all for listening. I'm really looking forward to uh, uh, season two, I guess, of the Millennium Pod. I can't believe we're here. Thank you to everyone who supported me thus far. I had so much fun doing season one. Uh, a little sad how abruptly it ended because uh, I just got so crazy busy. But thus is life and uh, we're back now and better than ever hopefully. Um, so yeah, I hope wherever you are, you're having a great day, night, morning, evening, whatever it is. And, uh, as always, of course, may the force be with you.